Hello library patrons! Mike Bradley here from the North Riverside Library. On this week's episode of the Tech Team Podcast, it's Throwback Thursday! I'm talking to Marla and Sarah about our favorite websites and internet pastimes of yesteryear. Plus, we've got Marla's Makerspace Minute and lots more. It's happening right now! So I thought that it would be a fun thing to do to get a little bit nostalgic this week uh, because we're on the internet. The internet loves nostalgia. We're gonna we're gonna do a little Throwback Thursday edition. Uh, talk about uh, some of our favorite websites and internet things from yesteryear. Things that we used to be fond of that might not be around anymore. Things that we miss. What do we miss about the good old days on the internet? Who would like to go first here? I'll go first. So as the youngest person on this podcast, my picks are going to date me and let you know exactly how young I am. But I'm nostalgic for one of the greatest sites the internet has ever um, produced, in my opinion, which is still up now, um, but not at all at its original glory. I'm nostalgic for Tumblr pre the Yahoo buyout. Well, really pre 2010, um, the good old days of Tumblr when it was just like aesthetic pictures and screen grabs from movies and just art and, you know, really pale girls with like great makeup. I mean, it was just, you could scroll for hours and hours and hours and, um, find just like the most inspiring things on the internet I think I mean I'm a big fan of just like scrolling through uh the endless scrolling through pictures and Tumblr was totally that I think Tumblr is the reason why I'm a big fan of it because it's just like the best way to kill an hour or two when I wasn't doing my homework even though I was supposed to yeah I mean Tumblr is not at all this the way it used to be and I promise you that the majority of the screen grabs that you see on Instagram, on Twitter, that circulate, that go viral, that are super funny, were original Tumblr posts. I promise you. Some of them even look like they're Tumblr posts still. Some of them were just straight up robbed from Tumblr. Um, It was the most creative blogging site out there, I think, that didn't make too much of a fuss about, like, customization and setting up that was all about the content also and now that's my little tune for tumblr but also vine vine was so great why did we kill vine bring back vine uh no 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 arguments here sarah uh both of those both of those were fantastic why did yahoo have to have to basically ruin tumblr well i mean buying it is fine why did they they could have they just should have bought it and then literally not done anything else. Just buy it and don't touch it because it was it was great. Some great internet fun. Just memes, just like like wholesome. Um you're, it was it was it was one of the all time great time wasters, but like in a fun way, <laughs> not in a uh not in like a Facebook kind of way. No, the and like- yeah. On Tumblr was fandom fighting, which is like people who were into Sherlock fighting with people who were into Supernatural or whatever. But I was never even in that part of Tumblr. 
<laughs> there was no arguing. There was just like snappy comebacks and um, pictures of beautiful art and great photography. It was just a time. It was a time. It it really was, and it wasn't even um, it wasn't limited to just memes and funny stuff. And what there, there were tumblers for everything. You know, you weren't anybody unless you had a Tumblr. There was like a uh, there was a great um, National Geographic Tumblr. That like like an official one that that just posted you know photos from all throughout its history that was I'm just fascinating you know um, I do really miss that that's a good call and of course Vine we we I think every week we talk about how much we miss Vine I miss Vine so much all you needed were were those six seconds and it was some of the funniest content that ever came out of the internet so pure. I still quote vines to this day. I don't know if that makes me lame. And dates are so original. Yeah. Did you ever use Tumblr, Marla? Were you big into that? Um, I wasn't so big into Tumblr, but I watched a lot of Vine videos, and I think that all these kids who think that their TikToks are original just don't like remember what it was like to have Vine to like watch mines like I was watching Billie Eilish it was like a compilation of all of her old Vine videos and she's like 13 in them and it's like she's like a big Bieber fan and I don't know it was just hilarious it like brought me back to the days of Vine and it was just so funny and like I feel like people are just so into TikTok now and they kind of forgot where it all started which brings me into like my thing of where of what I miss on the internet. Do you guys remember the days of E-Bombs World? I do not remember E-Bombs World. That is before my time. Okay, so this might be dating me a little bit because E-Bombs World was really popular when I was in, like, fifth grade, maybe, back in, like, I don't know, like, 02. But, like, it had, like, all these just stupid, funny videos and they weren't like six second vine videos they were like like long like five minute long ten minute long videos of just stupid random stuff that people created and it was just so funny like I don't know if you guys remember salad fingers salad fingers originated on e-bombs world that was really popular and like people use youtube for like a lot of stuff now, but, like, they watch all these stupid, funny videos on it, and it's like, no! Like, I miss E-Bombs World so much. That was, like, when <laughs> politics were still dumb. Uh, well, you, you could argue that, uh, you could argue that politics are dumber than ever right now. True. <laughs> uh, was E-Bombs World also the place where you would see, like, um, scary stuff where people would post like you know creepy things or like videos where something would pop up and scare you Um, yeah there was a lot of that yeah it would just be like yeah just like random things and like ghosts and graveyards and stuff and they would like pop up at your screen and like scare you e-bombs world it's such an uh it's hard to think of what was like the 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 real life equivalent of of e-bombs world it's it's sort of a very particular generation of Mad internet magazine. <laughs> yeah. Mad magazine. Maybe, maybe like Mad Magazine. <laughs> it's still it's still up. Like Ebom's world is still a thing. It's just not popular. It's like the MySpace 
of like social media. Like it's still there. It just nobody uses it. Well, yeah, I guess all of our things are still there. And I wondered how long it would take for someone to mention MySpace. <laughs> Shout out Tom. Shout out Tom from MySpace. Uh, everyone's friend. Uh, uh, <laughs> everyone's friend. Yeah, all of these sites uh, are still up, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it's totally not the same. That, that's a good uh, segue to mine. I'm going to go back even further than E-Bomb's world. This is something that I used to enjoy a lot. I'm talking back in like the, the late 90s, and that was Snopes, browsing good old Snopes.com, you know, way back in the day. Another site that's still there, but its uh, its its function has totally changed. What it, what it was in the beginning was Snopes was like a catalog of urban legends, and and when I say urban legends, I mean like the real old hardcore urban legends. Um, you know, like if you if you eat Pop Rocks candy and drink Coca Cola, you know your head will explode, and like those kind of things. And you would go there to read about them, and, and they would debunk them or, or tell you if they were true or false. Sometimes it would be, like, uh, undetermined, be extra mysterious. And they just had a, a great catalog of, of of all the old urban legends. And I would just spend, like, night after night going through reading reading all of them. And it was so much fun. And um, over the years, they, they changed because, I guess, to stay current, they would add in new things. So it became it became less about the urban legends are more about like rumors that were going around the internet and proving if those were true or false. And of course, now if you go to the site now, it's still there. It looks nothing like it used to. And the whole thing is just trying to figure out which news is fake and which news is real. And it's, it's, you know, really uh, exhausting and not, not a fun thing at all to look at, but, but man, you go back 20, 25 years, Snopes.com was a hoot and a half. (laughs) I've never even heard of that. What? Never yeah. Nope. I used to use Snopes all the time. Nope. I never Can't even heard of it. It was so much fun. And this was back, this was like so far back that I don't even remember how I came across it. I'm pretty sure back then the only way you would even find out about a cool website was like, someone would tell you someone in the real world would tell you like oh man you gotta check out this website you know we didn't have social media so you would discover these things and it would be like you know like somebody loaned you a really cool book or something it was a good time i'm telling you sarah don't go look at it now it's terrible but uh, yeah now they have the plug-in for like facebook like under fake news articles it'll have like snopes.com and, like, Facebook has, like, some kind of partnership with Snopes to, like, scope out fake news. But I used to use Snopes all the time for stuff. And I'd be like, no way. Like, I don't believe that. I'm going to go Snopes it. And then, like, <laughs> it would, yeah, and it tells you it's either true or false. Or it says, like, half true. Or, like, true but missing context. Like, it gives you a couple options. So then you, like, read more into it. Yeah, it was, like. I don't know if you guys had this. I'm sure you did, but just remember, like when you would find like a a website like that for the first time, and it would it just seemed like it was just filled with endless fascinating stuff to read, and you would end up like staying all night going through all the old articles. I feel like these days don't have those sort of moments on the on the internet anymore. No, kind of sad. I was like that with um, <clears throat> Urban Dictionary. 
when I first <laughs> found Urban Dictionary, I like looked up all these different words to find out what they meant. That was fun. Or if you Urban Dictionary your name, it'll give you the like the urban definition of your name. Yeah, totally. Like I always say, you know, the internet used to be a lot of fun, but now what is it, Sarah? It's just uh, the internet is just like five websites that each repost screenshots from the other four. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's still lame. Are screenshots from Tumblr? (laughs) From Tumblr or YouTube clips of like the best vines of you know. 2013 or whatever (laughs) that's always a good one for going to like a like a fourth of july cookout or something when the kids take over the the tv and put up like the vine compilation video that's always a good time (laughs) do you know how many times i've caught my dad watching vine compilation video (laughs) i'm like what are you doing it's 7 p.m on a thursday like why are you watching this Oh, it was so fun. Hey, you know, while we're here, we might as well um, mention, I know everyone likes to to talk bad about MySpace, but wasn't it cool how you could customize your MySpace page? Oh, my God. I I was was like like, amateur coder when I had my MySpace. In that HTML, just like forward slash B, man, or whatever the codes were. Yeah, you could make everything italicized, and you could, yeah, you just made so much stuff, and now I can't remember hardly any of those codes. Me either, I know, but I was so good. You know, that's what Facebook doesn't understand, is people like to, you know, people like to customize the space where they're spending some time. I, it, 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 it's no fun to just be bland and boring, and I think that it did help people, people learn some stuff by doing that. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to mention it. Well, maybe maybe one day the internet will return to its former glory, but I wouldn't hold your breath. I think that's a good segue yeah. into uh, Facebook's horrible new interface. Oh, sure. Yeah, we can we can get into that now. Um, I was gonna <laughs> we're gonna we'll, we'll jump ahead to um, what people are mad about on the internet today, and I think by people we mean us. <laughs> and I'm certainly mad about this. That new Facebook interface that they forced on everybody um, maybe a month or so ago, it stinks. <laughs> I, I don't like it at all. Not that the old one was great either, but. So, Mike, um, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Um, explain uh-huh. to me what they changed. Oh, um, okay. So, basically, what they did, um, they did a few things. For one, they seemed like they made everything look really big and oversized. You ever, you know that feeling when you're on like a, you're on like your your desktop, and you accidentally load up a mobile site by accident. <laughs> That's kind of what what it looks like. Everything oh, is really big and bulky. It also, for some reason, it feels like it takes twice as long to load up as the old one. Um, I don't know if I'm just imagining that. Have you noticed that, Marla? Um, yeah, I think that it's horrible. I think things take a long time, like you said. Um, I know when I post videos for the library, like I post my programs, there's like five different pages now that I have to go through to post something. Um, and there's all these boxes you have to click and like 
if you miss one, it won't let you go. And it's just, it's a headache. And I don't know what they're trying to be more like. I don't know if they're just trying to be a, original, but it's it's terrible. And it's not user-friendly at all. No, it's just, it's just, it's just ugly. And I guess the only, the only selling point that it really has is that it has a, a dark mode now. So you can, you can switch it to dark mode. I know people, people like dark mode these days, but I mean, they oh, could just put that on the old website. I use dark mode on everything. The only thing that I like about the new Facebook interface is that it's so much easier to link your Instagram and Facebook because before you could only link them through Instagram, um, but now you can link them through Facebook. So it's the same thing, but now you can do it through both pages, which is good when you have like a business page like we do at the library. Maybe so, and maybe that's why they they did it. But just for for like trying to get in there and quickly like browse through something, it, eh, I don't I don't like it. Um, but I know this is that's the oldest thing in the world to do on the internet is complain whenever a website changes its design. But <laughs> I got to do it. So is that really it? You just don't like how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like I just yeah I just don't like it and it's it really does feel slow. You should you should go like look at it just to see what we're talking about. Um, In his defense, I do think that it is very not user friendly. I mean, very that's user unfriendly. <laughs> user unfriendly. You mentioned that. I, I'll I'll take a look at it. I mean, it always annoys me when people would complain about. That. I feel like it happened with Facebook every time they have an update. It's like a new it story. I hate it. Yeah, it does. But and then people get used to it. But this one is definitely just bad. <laughs> if you have to, I don't know. Like I only, I don't find a problem with it on my personal Facebook. But I find a problem with it when I'm on like the business pages that I help run, and I have to schedule posts and upload videos and as premieres and things like when you get into more of like a little more complicated processes like that, like they just, they changed things and made it so difficult. And that really just grinds my gears. <laughs> Speaking of things, grinding your gears, Marla, you said that you have a beef with Amazon prime lately. Oh, you know, I've been an Amazon Prime member since probably 2010, um, which, I, which is when I started going to school, um, and I got a student Amazon membership, which, if you don't know, you can get a discounted student Amazon Prime membership. It's like half price for the year, which is really awesome. And, you know, they used to have, like, two-day shipping and I know that right now they're having like holiday volume sales like all the time because people are still in like COVID shopping mode but their two-day shipping for me at least I I feel like it's more like four-day shipping and like within four days like I'm probably going to pass a Walmart or a Target or some kind of store that I can run into and get whatever I'm ordering by then 
for the same price, if not less, because Amazon Prime, even though they say free shipping, like they're still hiding shipping costs in their in the price of their items. Um, and I'm like this close to canceling it like this, like imagine my fingers right now. I'm so close <laughs> to canceling. And the only reason I'm not is because my dear old solitary mother, bless her heart, is like, well, what shows am I going to watch? <laughs> because she uses my prime membership to watch all of her like British mysteries. And that's why I haven't canceled. That's such a good point. I mean, that's basically the only reason I keep it around now is because I do actually really enjoy the Prime video part. Uh, I mean, I think I like it better than Netflix because I watch a lot of old, outdated movies, and they have a great (laughs) back catalog of that stuff. But the actual Amazon shopping and shipping part, yeah, it kind of stinks now. Are you an Amazon member, an Amazon Prime member, Sarah? Oh, yeah, I totally am. Um, I use it all the time. Um, I haven't really noticed the delay, but I'm not shopping a lot. I'm mostly using it for, like, other services, like um, the Kindle Unlimited and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, they have really great um, perks. You know, I have a lot of um, Alexa Echo Dots in my home. So I feel like it's worth it for, like, the music and stuff. But lately, my Amazon Echo Dot just plays my Pandora anyways. So I don't feel like I'm using it for the music. And I don't feel like I'm using it for the streaming, except for my mother. And if the shipping sucks, like, I just, I feel like I'm just racking up my Amazon card with it. So, like, I'm better off just canceling and closing my account. You probably are. I mean, Jeff Bezos is an awful person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, congrats on being the world's first trillionaire. Like, that's a really good, like, that's a great feat, but I hate you for it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he has enough money to, like, end world hunger, and yeah. every day he chooses not to. So, yeah, cancel your prime. I have no problem with it. I support you in that endeavor. That was convincing. Thank you. And me and Mike just had a Jeff Bezos argument. The uh, Not an argument, but like a rant <laughs> the other day. So this is very convincing, guys. Thank you. Oh, man. That's pretty good. Um, it, it, you know, you can still get the free shipping. Um, if you don't have Prime, you just have to, what is it? You have to save up your orders so that they're over like, $25 or something like that and then that's true and like I'll just start ordering stuff for my crafts at the library and I'll just like sneak my stuff in at the same time and then I'm good <laughs> there you go well what are you mad about on the internet Sarah I'm mad about um Instagram rolling out reels this new feature that is just a TikTok ripoff um mm. Instagram is notorious for doing this. They rip off every social media site and all the like fun features that are other people's intellectual property. (laughs) And they like have every intention of doing that to murder another site in cold blood. Like they did with Snapchat um, when they started their stories feature. And I remember, I remember seeing like a tweet or something around the time I can't remember what year it was maybe like 2015 16 17 that said um uh uh-oh like 
Instagram has stories saying bye to Snapchat. And I didn't believe it because it's like, who's going to switch to Instagram? But there's some like devil voodoo in the Instagram water, I bet, because they who uses Snapchat anymore except for like 14 year olds? Um, and the same thing is going to happen to TikTok, man. The same thing's going to happen. I believe it. I've seen so many like really good reels on Instagram already. And yes, I'm part of the problem because I'm still on Instagram and I'm still scrolling through it like two hours every day. But I just, I just find it kind of grimy and dirty that they do that. Like just let other people have their stuff. (laughs) That was pretty good rant. I enjoyed that. I I don't know a thing about that. (laughs) I have nothing nothing to add, but (laughs) I don't either. That's what that's that's what that's what that's what Facebook does. I mean, that's they either buy they either buy the competitor like they did with Instagram, or if they can't do that, they just copy it and put it out of business. So we're well on the way to just having you know five yeah. five companies. Isn't this just Zuck's fault? <laughs> just don't talk about my robot like that. I love my robot Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about uh, soulless, lifeless Zuckerberg. Is that what you meant by robot? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't get that right away. <laughs> oh. Wow, just so much contempt over here. Uh, respect the biz. Hey, you had complaints um. on Facebook too. <laughs> I did. Okay, that's that's tough but fair. Should we uh, should we jump back and do the makerspace minute? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, Marla. Hey, Mike. Let's, let's uh, tell us about what's happening in that makerspace. So this week in the makerspace, I've been practicing with our embroidery machine. Um, we have this really fancy brother brand embroidery machine, and I actually posted a story on our Instagram and our Facebook stories. So if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it because it's actually really impressive. Lizzie showed me how to use it today, and I must have used it for like two hours. Like, I'm just obsessed with this thing. So I was embroidering all these different images and names, and I have some really cool ideas of stuff to embroider for Makerspace Mondays. Um, and I'm also back in the Glowforge, um, on the Glowforge in the Makerspace this week. Um, so I got some really cool ideas going on the Glowforge because that seems to be a fan favorite. It is a fan favorite. Yeah, people love the lasers. Do we have any of those uh, Makerspace Monday things happening anytime soon? Yeah, we just had one last week. It was the, um, I made a cricket Halloween shirt. Um, so I made some Cricut decals um, and ironed them on with our uh, Easy Press. Um, so it was a, a Halloween shirt, and it said "By Witch" um, instead of its B-word okay. counterpart. Yeah, it was super cute, um, and it came out really well. So I actually wore it the other day, and I've actually I've washed it already, and it's held up really great. Um, so the video was pretty successful. Um, and then next Monday, because they're every other Monday, I'm doing another one. So that's the one that I will be either doing the embroidery machine stuff um, or the new Glowforge project. I think I'm going to be doing coasters 
I just haven't really decided on it yet. All right. Well, that sounds like it could be a good time. Uh, so the folks can uh, check that out on Facebook, which is a website that none of us like. <laughs> uh, let's see here, folks. You've got a couple of things on overrated or underrated this week. Marla, you want to get us started? I do. Okay. So um, I am really interested in smart devices. Um, every time I get a new smart device, I'm like really obsessed with it. I just recently got a smart therm- thermostat, and then as soon as I got it, the weather changed, and now, like, we don't use it, so, of course. Um, but I'm really thinking about getting a ring doorbell. I know I'm kind of late jumping on this bandwagon, but I'm really looking at getting one, and I wanted to know what your guys' opinions are on the ring smart doorbells. I have one at my house, um, and you know what's great about it? You what? never need keys. Oh, it lets you in? Yeah, there's a the one I have at least has a code that punches in and it lets oh, that's you right cool. in. Well, that's you awesome. Never need keys. Um and I'm not a huge fan because I still live with my parents, um, with the fact that like sneaking out of the house is no longer an option. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's pretty good for like security and stuff. It uh, lets you know right on your phone every time someone passes by and it lets you know if there's um, glass breakage or like a big bang anywhere near the ring doorbell on your phone. Like I, I think in terms of like home ownership and security, I think it's a really good option. Yeah. I've heard that um, the, that the pros basically are that they are um, they're like super easy to use. And it's like the, it's like a, a super simple way to, you know, get some home security, home security stuff happening. And I think the, the, but the cons are that I think people are kind of um, uncomfortable with a couple of things, mainly what I hear that one, they seem to have a um, really close and kind of weird relationship with the police. Um, and people find that a little creepy. And also that when you, when you use the ring security stuff, you get automatically put into this, uh, this, this sort of, it's, I think they call it neighbors. It's like a sort of community chat app thing where people, um, basically, uh, talk to each other about like, uh, who they saw walking around on the sidewalk that made them uncomfortable. And there's like a lot of sort of problematic things that go on in those communities. So I guess you just got to watch out for, you got to take those things into consideration. So I already have a ring indoor camera and we kind of use it like as a child monitor. Um, So I have the neighbors app already and I get like updates through there. Um, But I just don't know if it's worth the money like for the doorbell. But I'm not like impressed with my indoor camera, but it's like much different than an outdoor doorbell that actually records who walks up to your door. You know, it's much different than like an indoor camera that watches what's already going on inside my house. But so I already have some of like the apps and stuff that I would use. So that's a plus. And I have like Alexa Echo Dots um, and an Echo Show that I can use to access it. So that's a pro. I just don't know if it's worth the money to like sit there and have like 
when I could just look out my window like a creep and be like, who's at my door and like decide if I want to ignore them. Have you considered getting one of those new um, Amazon indoor drone cameras that can fly around your house? Oh, yeah. And, uh, Tell me more about this, Have you seen that? Well, this is an absolutely real thing that they just announced. Um, it's just what I said. It's a it's a drone with a camera that w- can automatically come on and, you know, buzz around your house. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, Jeff Bezos won't use that to, like, look around your house and send you notifications that you need to order more toilet paper or anything like that. Um, Absolutely not. Isn't there... <laughs> Guys, isn't there, like, Amazon, like, drone packaging delivery coming? Have you guys heard of this? Aren't they talking about, like, Amazon Prime drone delivery? They've been trying to get that going for a, a long time, but problems getting that approved through the, um, is it through, the, through the FAA. But, I mean, I'm sure as soon as they can get authorized to do that, they're going to do that. Maybe then they can get back to the two-day delivery that they promised. That okay, I might I might approve it if they can get me back to TV shipping. That guy has a long time to live still, and I don't know what comes after trillionaire, but he's gonna hit it. <laughs> um, that's when he gets that uh, space laser that he can use to blow up the United Nations. Because um, <laughs> <as> he, <laughs> he's definitely definitely a super villain. Um, <laughs> totally. Um, what about you, Sarah? Do you got anything for overrated or underrated? Well, I have one that I'm on the fence with. Um, so the, for all the Apple users out there, especially iPhone users, the iOS 14 came out recently, and um, it's a big one. It's totally changing the, I guess, interface of your phone. Um, introducing things like widgets and more opportunities to customize your home screen so you just don't have like folders and folders of apps that are pretty boring. So, I mean, so far, you know how the Apple fanboys are. I feel like people are pretty jazzed about it. Personally, I know a lot of people who aren't so jazzed. Um, My mom, for one, really hates the iOS 14 update. Um, because she feels like it's a little too complicated and it it, it makes like there's a heavily there's a, a reliance that it's trying to force upon you upon like on using shortcuts in your phone that uh, really was a thing most people ignored before. Um, and I don't know, I've been tinkering around with it and I, so far, I mean, I've, I'm always bored with my setup and um, this has really been exciting and serotonin inducing in a lot of ways um but i i totally see what my mom is saying like it's a little complicated it's a little messy ios 14 doesn't totally work the way it should yet i mean it's still in the early stages so it's a little clunky and a little freezy but um i don't know uh are you guys iphone users no right mike's not are you marla I am not, but everything you said right now just makes me feel like iPhone is just trying to do what Android users have already been doing. I don't know. It's very true, very true. I just feel like that with every iPhone update, though. Like, every time people are like, oh, like, iPhone's, like, letting people do this now. And I'm like, why wasn't that already a thing? Like, I've already been doing that. 
Yep, like uh, when I found out that my brother could do video and video with his, um, with like the YouTube app and his phone, or he could like leave YouTube and still be watching the video while he checks his messages, I was so jealous. Um, but now I can do that. <laughs> now I can do that, so I don't feel jealous anymore. Though it took all uh, the way until 2020 for that to happen. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> Thank hey, you. people like to customize their setup, you know, people, people like that. It's, it's about time that they let them do it. I heard though that you have to do like a, you have to do like a crazy workaround if you want to change an app icon where you have to oh, like oh make a God. shortcut and, and do a bunch of steps and it makes it take like forever to actually load the app. <laughs> it's, it's a seven step process or something like that. And it doesn't totally work because I've been trying to do it and a lot of my apps are just renamed shortcut instead of what I named them. So <laughs> it's, you know, it, there, there's there's definite, definite kinks in the system, but hopefully in the next couple updates, they'll, they'll uh, fix that up. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, well, I'm just glad that you finally get to, you know, tinker around with your home screen and obsess over your setup like the rest of us because that's always a fun time. Yeah, it is. Um, my overrated or underrated this week is new and different phone form factors. Uh, I've complained uh, for a long time that all of the phones now basically look the same. They're all just these uh, rectangular screens, and there's nothing to differentiate them anymore, not like the kind of early smartphone days when you would get a lot of wacky designs and sliding keyboards and different shapes. And so I, I want to be a little bit excited by some of these new phone designs that we're seeing coming out. I know that some people are um, betting on making folding phones a thing. Uh, we've seen Samsung release some folding phones and, and Motorola try to bring back a Razer smartphone version that folds. But I, I'm not crazy about those, but I like that they're trying to do something different. But then we also have this new, have you guys seen this wacky LG phone that has two screens and one of which rotates uh, horizontally? This thing is wild. And I'm looking at it right now and let me tell you, is, this thing sure is ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the video you sent, Mike, and I thought this was fake until I heard you continue to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's called the LG Wing and uh it looks like a regular phone, but then you can you can you can rotate the screen which reveals like a little half screen underneath. So you can have like a small screen plus like a wide screen sitting above it. Um or you can you can turn it to the side uh I don't. It's just. I don't know if. I don't know if I like this or not. That's why I'm. Why I'm asking if it's overrated or underrated. I think I just. I just like that people are trying different things rather than just putting out um, a square rectangle, you know, screen for the, you know, two thousandth time. So I give it an A for effort, but I don't know if I would actually use it. I think it's. I don't know. I'm kind of watching it, and like you know how he's got like the map up on one screen, and then. If you had, like, text messaging up on the other screen, I wonder if you could take the map and, like, throw it, in a sense, to the other screen and, like, just 
automatically attach it to the text message or something like that might I see what you're saying yeah I think that would be a cool way to use it even though I hate this like T shape setup that they got going on I don't know this might I would give this a chance I think that it's overrated but I am open to giving it a chance and it has like three cameras on the back (laughs) <laughs> so that's yeah, cool that's the other thing that's the other thing people do with phones to try to make them stand out is they just put more and more cameras on the back <laughs> <laughs> well I see that we are starting to run a little long but before we get out of here I need you guys to do a quick explain it to Mike and that okay. is once again explain it to Mike is what happens when when I am befuddled by some new piece of slang or some new meme that's going around that I don't understand and it's happened again what's the deal with everybody saying no cap these days what the heck does that mean and when did this start (laughs) Sarah do you want to explain (laughs) sure I can explain so basically no cap is something you say basically um at the end of a sentence or something as a way of saying like um I mean this like I'm not lying you would say, oh, my new kitten is the most adorable cat in the world. No cat. Because she is. That's just the way it is. And I think I think this comes from a um, rapper named Bun B. Shout out to Bun B. Shout out to Bun B. <laughs> Never heard his music before, but uh, he started a whole new cultural slang moment. So good for you. Um, there's also an, a song called No Cap by Young Thug and Future. It's just like stupid internet slang that's having a moment right now. But it's, it doesn't mean anything fancy. It's just like, for real, no cap. No, no lie. I mean this. <laughs> well, why, why can't we just keep saying those things? Why do we need another thing? Because uh, children don't like to do the things that their parents do and they like to make up their own language. So you need to evolve, Mike. <laughs> it's kids it's kids on the internet doing this. It's not it's not people your age. <laughs> I guess so. I guess we should have brought in our special correspondent Orson K. Boomer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Out on the field, Orson K. Boomer. Getting <laughs> Who's Orson K. Boomer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's not real, Marla. It's just um, a Mike joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Uh, because okay. Special, uh... like... Oh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> That's about it, then. That's about it. Uh, That's all we got for this week. And we're going to be coming back in a couple of weeks for the Halloween Tectacular. It's going to be exciting. And until then, Sarah? Keep it spicy. Keep it spicy indeed. And Marla? Goodbye and good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, folks... And I really got nothing. I, what is I got nothing for you. Say that one. Which one? 
Sometimes the blank gives the juice. I can't remember how it goes. Oh, the the action is the juice. There you go, Mike. <laughs> I gotta come up with some new phrases. We'll get it. Um, We're working on it. <laughs>